Hey guys, how you living? You doing well? Good. So glad to hear that. In this episode, my buddy Scott Mann, who you guys have heard on several episodes, agreed to cover for uh, brother Nick and Delora, who ended up having a dentist appointment today. And uh, we're rescheduling Nick. He's going to be back in the next week or so. Um, But Scott agreed to, to jump on at the last minute. And we also got Scott's amazingly awesome wife, Lynn, in on this episode. So uh, we get Scott and Lynn, and they told me quite a fascinating story about a hotel in this area and a very, very caring guy who took it upon himself to make a really, really shitty situation a lot easier to deal with for a lot of people in this area, at least in enough folks that he could take into his his hotel. And I'm not going to spoil any of that story because I really want you to listen to this episode because it is beautiful what, uh, what is going on here. And nobody in the news, the mainstream media is not talking about how well we are doing in Myrtle Beach area with all the floodings and whatnot and uh there's a really 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 big deal and a really cool thing that happened and that is going to happen national news wise in this area over the next couple of months and um if you did not know about something huge in the news that's going to be occurring soon then i guess you're just going to have to listen to this podcast to find out what it is because we definitely cover it here um also, and I don't want to give you any more uh, spoilers on the content, but we, we talk about a lot of really cool things and a lot of good news in a, in a situation where there's bad news. You know, it's good to have a little little uh, relief, a little feel good. And we definitely give you that. So, that's all I'm going to spoil for your content. If you would not mind, it would just mean the world to me. If you would go to iTunes or Facebook or um, YouTube and please review the podcast, subscribe to the channel, subscribe to Kelsey Hudgens' YouTube, subscribe to MI Stuff on uh, iTunes, like MI Stuff on Facebook, follow MI Stuff Podcast on Instagram. Keep up with all of the, if you want to be part of the Discord channel where we talk about all the, all sorts of things and you basically just, to, just get to be in a chat room with uh, me and all my friends, <laughs> basically, if you want to be part of that, it's basically a giant group text. Uh, get up with me and I'll get you, get you a link to the Discord, but there's one that's probably on my page, and if I can pin it, I will do that. And I'm not sure if you can do it on Facebook. Anyway, let's think. Oh, Scott gave me some uh, music to suggest to you guys. Shit. I'm cheating. I'm editing this in so that I can tell you guys about the music. Uh, so, the albums are Voodoo Visionary, an album called Off the Ground, check that out and a band called Aqueous their album Color Wheel is outstanding so there's that anyway without further ado episode number 67 featuring Scott and Lynn enjoy motherfuckers
Okay, so let me go. We're live! Exclamation point. Yeah. So, so Facebook thinks I said we are alive. Even better. Even better. Even better. We are alive. There we go. Okay, now I've said something. Show brought to you by popsicles. <laughs> Gosh, I love feeling like a kid. Yeah. All the different colors. Which I do. I feel like a kid. Most of <laughs> Today's the show brought to you by red number four, yellow number seven, and fake sugar. Indeed. But they're yummy. And they they're in yummy. the freezer. So, so we are joined today, ladies and gentlemen, by Scott and Lynn. Hey, good afternoon. Hey. Um, so... Uh, first off, I want to apologize for my in my last episode. If you guys saw it, I was a. I did not. I was all over the board. I could not produce thoughts for some reason, but I just started randomly talking about stuff. Anyway, for the wow, that's so unusual. <laughs> random thoughts from Kelsey. That's as unusual. That's wow. well, th- when I say they're random thoughts, they, they you have to trust me. <laughs> but uh, but yes, so. I knew that I was going to need to do something drastic to recover from that. Oh, so I'm a drastic, we're Um, a drastic measure. And I thank you for being this drastic measure. We're a drastic measure. Because because to come from such a, and I say horrible because I'm 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 a horrible critic of myself, but for something that I was so, like, uncomfortable with after I heard it, I wanted to do something that is very, very, very comfortable, which is leading us to this story. That what was that? <laughs> <laughs> that didn't sound too good. That was not me. I would take credit. Um, <laughs> something good, huh? Something other good. Than a squeaky chair. Other than a squeaky chair. Good so people. Good Lots people. Of good people. Good people and good news. Good news, and there is a lot of that around. There is a believe it or not, there is a lot of that around. Of course, if you watch the major news networks, you're probably not aware of that. But gosh, those people. <laughs> but but there is a lot of good news around. There is a lot of good people doing good things. You know, you've lived here forever. I've lived here for coming up on 20 years. We have seen the best of this community over and over again. Yep. Um, Lynn and I have, you know, the marathon for meals, our food drive, and and so many other things that we've been involved in. We've always seen great things from this community, but this is unlike anything we've ever seen before. Absolutely, coming together that's happened here. And other than the guy we'll call the Sandman, things have been pretty awesome. Yeah, that's literally the only blemish on this whole situation. It seems, other than the the actual natural disasters. That right, but then again, by the at the end of the day, look what happened. This guy tried to cheat somebody. And failed. Lots of somebodies, and the community again came together and said, "Yeah, no, yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't do that here." I'm so happy about that. <laughs> I'm just so proud of, and, and I, I'm not gonna steal steal this from you because I know you're gonna say this so many times. It's just <laughs> because you have you have more. Uh, experience in that aspect of it than I do because I, I'm I'm a total introvert that can hardly leave my house. But you're all you're out in in this thing like witnessing it firsthand how great these people are in this area. Well, you know I've been out and about a lot. Um, As both of you, it, it all started with the you know leading up to the storm when we were all hearing about how you know terrible it was out there. Uh, or at least, should I say, the rest of the country was hearing how terrible it was. We were walking around on a nice sunny day going, what? 
But um, but uh, you know, with the f- the storm comes, the storm goes, the floods hit, and and everybody just stood up. And I'll tell you what, I've spent a good bit of time, you know, at the Midtown, but Lynn has been there every day helping out, working in the pantry, serving food. Great staff. They have a fantastic group of staff over there. They just do everything, get everything done, and everything looks great for the amount of people that they have there. That's beautiful. So it was all, so they, they filled every room with people who needed somewhere to stay. Absolutely, even with pets. Oh, yeah, there was this one family staying in there, and she brought all three of her pets, the dog, the ferret, and the tortoise that she's had for 11 years. Oh. It was a rescue. This thing's this big, named Skull. Is that the banana? Yeah, you saw the. If you yeah. go on my Facebook page, the video of the uh, the turtle eating the banana, the tortoise eating the banana. That's yeah. Skull, and uh, actually, that family uh, moved out. Uh, of, of the hotel, and posted on Facebook today that uh, a big thank you thing because there is a Midtown room on Facebook, and um, yeah, they, they were able to uh, to leave. And of course, that's the goal is to be able to leave. Yeah, exactly. And there's uh, there's still how many people did you say are still there? Uh, under three hundred now. That's still, it's a, it was a lot of people. Many people. Go- leaving daily. Yeah, many people have left. Finding their a way couple back new ones. Home. A couple new ones have checked in. Um, but for the most part, it gets a little bit smaller every day. But, you know, the problem is, is people get told that they can go, now, okay, you have access to your home now. Yeah. Um, meaning that the roads are clear to your house, but you don't know what you're going to find there. And if exactly. they, if they go home and find that they have, that their home is uninhabitable, all they, they just turn around and go back. It's beautiful that, that they have that option, that Midtown has extended that opportunity to uh, all the people affected by this thing. Yeah, Jared Hux has been, in, an, he's an incredible man. He truly is. He's the owner. That's, that's the kind of stories that the mainstream media need to be covering, and they're not, unfortunately, but... Well, they are now, at least they, this one. They but. are now, and that's that's another thing that we were going to uh, go over is... Uh, you single-handedly? No. Well, no. We just we listen. No, I don't do anything did. single-handedly. No, you did. You, you set that up. Yes, you did. You did this. Uh, you created okay. this. Well, you started the video with you. The video. Yes. Ta- okay, okay. Let's not get ahead. Okay, I and and we we have mm-hmm. been watching Steve Hartman on CBS for. I mean, uh, I think he first came on board at CBS in the 90s, uh, and he started doing this feature called um, Everyone Has a Story. And he would literally take a dart, throw it at a map of the United States. Wherever the dart hit, whether it was in a big city or a town the size of Gallivan's Ferry, he would go there. And he would, this is how long ago it was, he'd walk into a phone booth, and he would open up a phone book and go... And pick out a name and go to their house. You know, he'd pick out a name, put a coin in the phone and call them and say, Hi, I'm Steve Hartman from CBS News. Can we come and talk to you? And they would go and he would shoot and they would tell their story. And I just thought it was the coolest thing Those ever. Those were the days. You know? So as time went on, 
Uh, Sunday morning, CBS Sunday morning has had a feature for 40 years on that show called On the Road. It started with the original host, Charles Corral. Yeah. Then Charles Osgood started doing it. Now Steve Hartman does the On the Road segments. So I've been a fan of this guy for a long time. And, you know, we talk about the mainstream media. We talk about the cable news networks. We talk about the major television networks. Um, I've never had anything really bad to say about CBS. I mean, again, I don't watch a lot of news because of what news has become. Same here. But, um, you know, I don't have cable and I don't have... um, uh, uh, satellite. We just you, we we use YouTube. We use Netflix. We use the streaming services, and CBS News has a free app. So I watch yeah. CBS. I watch CBSN, and it's usually very reasonable. There's no doesn't seem to be sides taken or anything. It's just news, you know. Yeah. But Sunday mornings they show Sunday morning, so we continue to watch our Sunday morning. And Steve goes to all these amazing places, and tells these amazing stories of just really good people and i'm like well if this guy talks about really good people he needs to talk about jared hux we found some okay oh good yes. idea what time it was gonna happen yes we knew it was i have happen. got the test on my president i thought about this earlier <laughs> Uh, this is right. a test. Are we still live on YouTube? Is this going to shut it down? Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure we're still live. This is a test of the National Wireless Emergency Alert System. No action is needed. Presidential alert. It's a presidential alert. He hit the button and sent this to us. <laughs> wow. I thought it'd have an orange background. Anyway, um, <laughs> so getting back to uh, to the so oh, boy. So I thought you know this guy needs to meet Jared Hux. And, you know, I am not hugely, like, social media savvy. I mean, people who are friends with me on Facebook know I post a good bit. And yeah. I use it as much as anybody. Um, most of my social media use promotes live music and, you know, the occasional charity thing and, you know, an occasional picture of my dogs. Um, but most of my stuff is just music-related yeah. and that sort of thing. Um but uh, I, I don't do Twitter, I don't do Instagram, I don't do any of those things. But I have seen on occasion people will use social media to get somebody famous to do something they want them to do, whether it's, you know, help me get so-and-so to take me to the prom, the kid, uh, yeah, high school yeah. kid will do it, or, or let's, you know, let's all get together and get... Trader Joe's to build a store in Myrtle Beach. There's a group for that, and it hasn't happened yet, but they keep trying. Um, so I thought, hmm, wouldn't it be fun if I... What, what, what could it hurt? I'm going to do a video that I'm going to shoot and target it directly towards Steve Hartman from CBS News Sunday morning, and I'm going to ask him to come here and tell him that he needs to come here and he needs to tell Jared Huck's story because this is a man that has given beyond what any normal human being would generally do and um you know and he needs to know that we get a bad rap around here this constant bullshit that shows up on facebook every couple of weeks about myrtle beach being the most dangerous city in america yeah come on seriously yeah it's (laughs) seriously we've lived here a long time we every year we grow and we become a bigger city with becoming a bigger city comes bigger city problems Okay, and I get it. Having a shooting in town is a bad thing. 
You know me. I'm like you. I don't yeah. like guns anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, having a shooting in town is a bad thing. However, you can't call us the most dangerous city in America when we have a shooting. And then during the time that the entire process takes place, i.e., the shooting happens, the police come, people are arrested, the reports are done, blah, blah, blah. In that evening, let's say, how many people were shot in New York, Detroit, L.A.? You know, I mean, it was truly dangerous cities. It was big news in Chicago the other day that they hadn't had a shooting in 22 hours. See? Oh, see, that's... We do not live in the most dangerous city in America. No. In fact, I, I there are very few places in this area that I... I can't think of any right off the top of my head where I really just... I'm not going there. I'd like to get back to the community. I, I'm telling you, everybody's stepping up, whether it's... Uh, the hotel, whether it's restaurants, volunteers, or whatever, they just come out from everywhere yeah, and have. just gave, gave, gave. So, you know, offered he, time and everything. You know, I, I thought if I could target him and tell him, come out here and show people that we're not a dangerous city, that we're a very good city full of very good people that do very good things. Yes. And that when people call us the Redneck New Riviera, that that's not us. It's just not us. And I put this video out, and I went to the page on the website for CBS News, and I emailed it to them. And then I put it on Facebook and said, hey, guys, let's make sure Steve Hartman sees this. And there was somewhere in the neighborhood of 1,300 shares. There was 30-some-odd thousand views. There were people tweeted it at him. I don't do Twitter, but apparently people sent me emails, and I tweeted it to him. And... Um, Funny thing, it turns out they actually do read every email that they get. That's funny. I didn't and realize the fr- that. And the way the, the way he initially saw the video was from the original email. But the, pl- the the important part of this is he told me, when I met him, I just talked to him, you know, off camera for about five minutes, five, ten minutes yesterday. He said... He took the he, he watched the video and he went to producers and he said I've never covered a hurricanes t- uh, related story. When this happens, is it normal for hotels to open their rooms to people displaced by the storm? And apparently, everybody he asked said, "Yeah, no, that doesn't happen." Yeah. So the idea that this man, this decent local man who lived here his whole life, whose family has been in the private hotel business for a long time, I mean, this is not a big, tall high-rise on Ocean Boulevard. This is a small brick hotel on 8th Avenue North um, next to what used to be the Myrtle Beach Pavilion. Yeah. And there's this good, decent man here whose family has been in this business for a long time that just said, you know, he didn't even hesitate. That's such a strong thing to do. He didn't even hesitate. It's, I, I mean, when I, I heard about him before I met him, and I, I, you just don't meet people like that a lot. That's such a beautiful situation that a lot of people don't get to experience, especially in in an area with the honestly like. And I, I live here. But I live in Myrtle's Inlet, and I spend a lot of my time in Myrtle's Inlet and and uh, in that area. I don't go to Myrtle Beach a lot because of a lot of reputations that it has gained. And I have to admit that I'm one of those people who may have had a, a misjudged idea of what Myrtle Beach was until I see something like this, and I'm like, you know what? We really do, we really do have a more good people than than shitty people around here. We do. And, you know, we need to understand that let's let's not forget certain facts of life that we forget around here because this is our everyday life. Yes. To the rest of the country, 
The area between Little River and Georgetown is Myrtle Beach. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. They've never heard of Myrtle's Inlet or That's Surfside right. or Pauly's Island or, or Little River. It's all Myrtle Beach. Yeah, you're you know? right. And sure, the main city is a city. We're getting bigger every day. We get city problems. It happens. But as cities go, as mid-sized cities go, we're doing pretty good. And there's so much more around here and so much diversity around here. And somebody, I was talking to a guy I know today. I was talking to uh, my friend Sal, who was here to do some work uh, in the building. And he said, it's almost like its own country. It's definite. He goes, and he's from he's from the he's from like Jersey, I think, or Long yeah. Island. And he's like he's like it's it's like little Manhattan, and he's right. Think about it. I mean, while while calling the entire state of South Carolina extremely diverse probably is a bit of a stretch, although yes. there is a good amount of diverseness. It's comparatively to some other places, it's probably a bit of a stretch. But to say that this area is like a miniature version of a big, well diversified city. Absolutely. That is not a stretch at all. We not have people all. from all walks of life from all every corner of the globe in the city in this yep. area. And most of them are just good people. That's something that's so good to see for for people who don't usually get to see stories like this. Like I keep continue to say, sorry I'm repeating myself for you, Cheese. Uh <laughs> I uh, I had cheese always gets on one. He says, "Man, you repeat yourself a lot." And I'm like, "Okay, well, I'll call you out every time I do it, so that uh, I'm, I'm more aware about it." But uh, but I don't understand. I don't understand how how he's uh, how he's gained. I mean, I know that there's no monetary need for, and I know that he's not doing this for for money or or any reason like that. But is there is there a, a way that people can? Is he is there like a page on Facebook or something like that where people can donate money to his? Well, you can take donations over there to a point. You answer this one. You because you've been to both. You've been to the hotel. You've been to the warehouse. Yes. How so, might people? How might people monetarily? Oh, monetarily donate? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think he accepts... No, right now, if you want to make a monetary donation to help people in general, um, y- you know, it it can help the hotel. It can help people all over. It's, um, there is a warehouse on Northgate Boulevard, and it's the SC Needs Help warehouse. That's what they're calling it, right? Disaster Relief. The SC Needs Help Disaster Relief. Yeah, I think relief. Phil's doing that, yes. maybe. Phil Jackson's yeah. involved in that, absolutely. And um, QP... You can go over there, and you can make a monetary donation over there. And they have a Facebook page. They have set up a PayPal account, so you can PayPal a donation. Okay. See, that's that's cool, and I, and I know that maybe I'm maybe I'm just a, a simpleton thinking about this, and I'm thinking about like this. This is such a great thing to do because of uh, loss of money. Basically, and I'm not saying I'm not. No, I get what you're saying. I mean, look, you know, and it's this has been discussed. Um, You know, on one hand, it's like, okay, here's a guy with a hotel, and he fills all his rooms with people who aren't paying. On the other hand, and Jarrett said this to me himself, 
it's not like it's after Labor Day. It's not like the hotel would be full anyway. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, is whether you're looking at it at a loss uh, from one end as a loss of potential income, or whether you're just looking at it at the fact that regardless of whether there would have been people in the rooms or not, he's got people in every room and he's feeding them and clothing them. And I mean, people are bringing donations for this stuff, and that's wonderful. But okay. If you've got an empty hotel, you're using a lot less electricity than if you have a full one. Yeah. He's got a full hotel full of all these people using electricity, swimming in the pool. All the facilities are open to the guests. You know, power is being consumed. The water's being used. I mean, his bills are going to be a lot higher than they would normally be yes. this time of year. And there is definitely an expenditure of money going on. He himself uh, doesn't like to discuss that, and I'm not going to discuss any of his private numbers. The, the few of them that I might have an idea of. But the fact of the matter is, however you slice it, however you look at this, whatever angle, this man is giving of himself, and he is asking literally for nothing in return. That's unheard of. Abs- absolutely nothing. I, I really believe that he does not want anything in return. The only thing he asks is that, you know what, if you're a local and you have friends coming to town and they ask you, where should I stay? I'm going to stay at the Midtown. Because I'll tell you what, it, it, you know what? No, the Midtown is not a giant 37-floor luxury hotel. But you know what it is? It's nice, it's family-owned, it's friendly, and it's clean, and it's pretty much right across the street from the beach. It's in a great location. It really is. For you can, downtown. You, it's got four floors. You stand on your balcony. If you're on the beach side, yeah. and you can see you got the zip line to your left. You can see the sky wheel. It's a beautiful view. You've got the beautiful. ocean. It's, it really, it's gorgeous. It really I've I've seen all the videos on the Facebook. There were Barefoot Wade played. I saw, mm-hmm. and there was just people offering all sorts of. Barefoot Wade has played. Jeff Thomas played. Uh, Brian Rosler. Uh, Brian Rosler played. Rosler. Um, uh, um, um, Jeff Thomas. I ju- yeah, I said Jeff. And um, um, Janie Trudell played. And uh, we had uh, the uh, the gen- gentleman's name was Rhett, and I can't remember what company he's with, but I know that he does the uh, the restaurant book. One with the, the monster book. No, no, the the one with the restaurant. You want you buy it, and there's all kinds of coupons inside attractions. Okay, he does okay. the attractions. Oh, okay. Well, he brought us out a inflatable movie screen and showed a movie on Sunday night. Oh, that's awesome! I saw that and brought along a gentleman with him who's um, I'm afraid I didn't catch his name or I've 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 met like I'm sure a thousand I, people in the last two weeks. Yeah. But he brought up. He said, Brett said, I'm bringing a guy with me who's going to give ice cream to the kids. Guy shows up with an ice cream churn and makes it right there. What? Yeah. That's uh, true, yeah. Surfrider yeah, has been coming down, various members of Surfrider were coming down to serve food with food. Um, even Hooker getting out of bed early in the morning serving breakfast. <laughs> um, the, That's a beautiful the, thing. That is. The cafe, the good. Uh, good Day Cafe was down there this morning with food. Oh, they were down there one they, other day. Su- they do a spread. That they brought breakfast. Day. They came down there this morning with bacon, egg, and this, or, or ba- uh, sausage, egg, and cheese sandwiches on English muffins, waffles, pancakes, eggs, coffee, the whole thing. I uh, saw you you uh, shout them out on Facebook the other day. I'd never. Yeah, heard it's the first that. time I've been in. I didn't know that it it, it was a thing. The place is awesome. It's great. It's 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 uh, another, again. It's another small, 
locally owned cafe right there on the Five Points area, which, let's face it, Myrtle Beach's Five Points area has the potential to be, like, the hippest little art district if yeah. everybody would just get on the same page. But that's a whole other discussion for a whole other day. <laughs> but they would fit in beautifully there. They're down there. They're, they're serving really good food and, and, and bubble tea. I didn't know about bubble tea. I still haven't tried it, but it's this Thai thing that everybody's going crazy for, bubble tea. I've never heard of that. Yeah, but the people that have heard of it are like, oh, my God, they serve bubble tea. So um, they've been helping out. Um, there's been... Island Bar and Grill. Oh, let's they not forget about fun, that. I mean, Island Bar did the fundraiser last Tuesday night. Jarrett actually showed up, and it was only the second time I had met him. The first time I met him, I met him in front of the hotel for five minutes. Yeah. And he walked up to me in the bar, and he goes, what, you've been talking about me for a week, and you're not even going to say hello? <laughs> so, but he uh, he just he came out to the bar that night, and we did a 50-50. We had him pick the winning ticket. The winner donated the money back, so we sent him out with $1,400. Um, the, the amount of stuff. The Island Bar had use of the... Uh, the empty store next yeah. to them just filled the floor with stuff. Um, in fact, the, you know, the guys at the Island Bar and everybody over there has been so deep involved in this. Of course, Marnie and John, but uh, Brandon and the, the, uh, the, all the friends of the Island Bar and all the family over there and everybody who works there, they've been really instrumental in doing this stuff, which, again, is normal because, as I've said many times on Facebook, and she'll tell you, she knows it's true, it's always the same people. It's always the same people that step up and say, okay, let's get this going. Now, at the end of the day, everybody got together and did this, and that's why it's so awesome. But it's always spearheaded. You always see the same names. And that's because, and there's a lot of those names. That's the awesome part. Let's not forget to call out John and Peter Dabrowski, who had a little party at their house on Monday night in Pauly's Island. Made it. It was a celebration because John's wife, Peter, is from South Africa, and her aunt and uncle came to visit. So John had a celebration, yeah. and uh, it was planned months ago. And then all this happened, and it became a benefit. I saw the amount of donations they gathered just from that party, which was yeah. Uh, they delivered that. They had to get a box truck to pick up the donations, and along with all that stuff was uh, thirteen hundred dollars in cash. That's beautiful. And I'm, Oracle Blue. Oracle Blue, yeah. Well, you know, that's never a bad thing. Never. <laughs> but, um, I mean, the, the, you, I haven't been, you know, with all this running out, I have not been to the warehouse. Lynn's been in and out of the warehouse. When they first opened the warehouse, she was over there helping to... Uh, I have a video. They are well stocked. <laughs> I mean, it's not that we need to stop getting but uh, or donating, yeah. but uh, they're well stocked. They're really doing well. I mean, there's just... So much and, and New South Brewery, they did a big oh, let's not forget about that either. There's just there's so gonna much. be so many less so about yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, again, um, just before I move on to somebody else, uh, one more shout to the Island Bar because they're serving dinner tonight, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to be over there serving dinner tonight, so they're still in on it. Uh, New South Brewery been in on it from the beginning, brewed a special beer for it. The um, the the resist the rise. Double dry hopped red ale. Did I get that right? That Resist, sounds right. Resist the rise of the Wakama double hopped dry or dry hopped red ale. Dry hopped red ale. And they brewed this stuff, and every single one that they've sold, 
all the money from 100%. it has gone to the to the cause. Um, that night at the island, it was a it was a tap takeover for New South. So they blew through all the resist the rise like that. So every other New South beer now at that night was 25% of it went towards the cause. You can still go over to the New South Brewery and get some Resist the Red and all that money will go to the cause. They took, they took in, uh, they did a, 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 you know, they accepted donations of stuff too. Shipped eight yeah, pallets of yeah. stuff over to, and the New South, the customers in the New South Brewery brought eight pallets of stuff that needed to go over to the warehouse. Everything I hear about this keeps amazing me. And I, it goes and I, on and on and on and on. And the most amazing thing about it, and here's the part most people don't think of until I mention it. And, my, and please, if you happen to fall into this other group, forgive me. I'm not insulting you. I'm just complimenting them. None of these people said, with the exception of that bonus uh, donation from New South and, and the island with that 25% thing, Yeah. nobody has come around with, We'll give a portion of. We'll take a percentage of. We'll donate this much of every that much. Yeah. No. All of these people that we've mentioned have been like, here you go. We're doing this for you. Here you 100%. go. 100%. It's just bring the donations, and we're bringing it over there. The winner of the 50-50, I mean, think about that for a minute. You know, we're not talking, and this is one thing that I've noticed a lot, and um, this is something you and I talk about every year at the Marathon for Meals. The, the the bulk of donations always come from the people that can least afford to do it. Yeah. Okay, all walks of life have donated hugely here. But at the end of the day, how many people did you talk to that have donated whose houses were currently underwater? Oh, ma- many, many, many. Uh, numerous. Employees at the Midtown... There are employees of the Midtown, and it's a small operation. They have eight employees. There are employees of the Midtown who have been working nonstop, seven days a week, 16 hours a day, and staying there because their house is underwater. Gosh. I'm seeing videos now of people who are going back into their houses after after now for the first time they're getting to walk into their houses and just seeing what the damage actually is. and like just See, I can't watch that stuff. It sucks. It's I can't, I can't so watch disheartening. That stuff. I have to say that the people that had to be evacuated and are staying at the motel, they go around with a smile on their face under the circumstances. You wonder how in the heck they're doing it in a, in a hotel, you know, just staying in a motel room and, and still being really, really kind to people. And there were no problems at all. Uh, everybody got along. All the kids kind of started bonding together and having a great time. It was just a, a great place to be around, actually. It just showed us what people can go through a disastrous time, yeah. but yet still be really outgoing and, 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 and still feel, you know, good about things and not be that concerned about Stuck on the disaster part of it. Let's put it that way. That's why I love. That's why I started calling it Camp Midtown. See, at first, when this all started out, it was these people are, you know, they're they're evacuees or refugees. <laughs> Barefoot Wade, Barefoot Wade, who, oh. by the way, when he played, he too was an evacuee and a refugee because Wade lives in Ocracoke. So Wade is from the Outer Banks of North Carolina. He, yeah. 
his girlfriend lives here. We all know Taylor. Oh yeah. You know, and uh, but uh, but Wade was staying with her. He couldn't go home, and he had all his equipment with him. And we ran into him the other night when we were doing the radio station benefit at Dave and Buster's, and he's like, "I got all my stuff. Where do you want me to play?" So I'm like, "Okay, play at the hotel." So we got him to play at the hotel, and he's up there. He's uh, he's saying, "Just like you, I'm a refugee." <laughs> and, and I got, I'm like, "No, these people aren't refugees. They're guests." And this is this is Camp Midtown. And I started calling it Camp Midtown because there's kids running around playing, jumping in the pool, all over, playing with each other, kicking balls around, and parents are sitting around drinking coffee and, and uh, you know, socializing. socializing at picnic tables. And, you know, everybody's just hanging out with everybody else. It's like a big apartment building. But, but it really was. But there was so much going on. The musicians were playing. The the, the Ha Ha the Clown came. The Over the Moon Productions came oh, one day and painted faces. And I mean, there's been so much going on there. And all of it's been just for them. That was really important. Like, I would, you know, go on and do a video and say, we got, uh, yeah, Barefoot Wade's playing here. And, you know, uh, J.D. Trudell's playing here. And no, you're not invited. This is for the guests. That's awesome. At Camp Midtown. And if you're a musician and you want to play... We'll get you a time. And as long as there's still people there, we'll, we'll still keep trying to put entertainment there. There's um, there's a birthday party going on there today. Uh, I've heard some bounce houses were going to be there today, but I can't really confirm that. But uh, that was the intent. Um, and I know that uh, I think there's something planned for Friday. I think they were uh, somebody told me they're trying to put something together for Friday with a DJ. And, I mean... You know, part of, and this is one of those things, Jared thought of this kind of stuff too, and everybody else has kicked in ideas. You know, okay, great, you're flooded out of your house, and we're going to open our doors to you. And that's wonderful. That means you're going to have a place to sleep, you're going to have food, you're going to have a place to bathe, and you're going to have, you know, you're going to have a home. You're going to have a home base, okay? But let's be honest, that's not all it takes to have a life. I mean... After a while, standing on your balcony and looking at the ocean and watching TV is going to get a little boring. Absolutely. You know, people need to be entertained, too. So they've been sending, you know, we've been arranging for entertainment over there because, again, you can only watch so much TV. And and people really do need something to take their minds off of what situation they're in. And this is such a great distraction, and I hate to use that word, but... It's, it literally is such a great distraction from how serious a lot of these situations are. And like you said, people are walking around with smiles on their face and such a, and like, it, I don't know that I would be able to keep a smile on my face at a time like that. But I guess with, if you got that many people coming together, it'll turn even the scroogiest Scrooge into a believer. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, um, I don't know. I just, it's amazing to me. I, uh, I've. After I leave there, I always feel so much better than when I arrived. No matter how I feel when I arrived, I feel better when I leave because I've just had all this time with all these people. And many of us go down there, and you don't want to leave. You want to be part of the whole thing all the time, and and you have to kind of pull yourself away because it's that great. It is. And the funny thing is, because of the atmosphere, it's kind of like being on a little vacation because, like, we'll go down there. We were down there yesterday evening. She was helping to serve dinner, and I got the chance to sit down and talk with Steve Hartman for a while, uh, which is something I avoided doing, but somebody, you know, 
I got yeah. trapped. Um, but it was nice. Uh, but, you know, we went down. She helped serve dinner. I talked to Steve. I talked to some other people. We helped out with a couple of things. Next thing you know, the two of us are just sitting at a, at a table poolside with Jarrett, the owner, just having a nice conversation because, you know, people had gone to their rooms. And, yeah. And at the end of the day, it's 8 o'clock at night, and I'm sitting poolside having a nice cold new south. Um up across the street from the ocean, and it's like, well, yeah, okay, in a little while I'm going to have to go home, go to bed, get up for work tomorrow morning, but at the moment, I don't care if it's October, I'm sitting poolside by the beach drinking for a cold beer. For a few minutes, you're on vacation. <laughs> you know, for a few minutes, I'm on vacation. And, you know, look, we're just trying to do our part like everybody else. You do what you can. You know, and that's an important thing. You do what you can. Uh, a lot of what I've been doing down there, and, uh, you know, I've done a few work things, but a lot of what I've been doing down there is just spending time with people who are staying there and people who are working there and saying stupid shit so they smile because they're doing a hard job or dealing yeah. with a hard thing. And sometimes just making somebody smile. Absolutely. You know, it, it, it just, that that's as much as anything else. I've been saying on the air right along, you know. If you are not a person that needs help, you're a person that can give help. And it doesn't, you, you, you know, people's mind go right to money and stuff. And that's awesome because we need money and we need stuff. You yeah. always do. But time, a shoulder, a smile, um, you know, give somebody a ride, you know. Play in a few songs. Play a few songs. Help clean a room. Empty a garbage can. I mean, there is somebody somewhere really close to you, wherever you happen to be at this very moment, that probably could use a little help that doesn't involve money or stuff. There's a lot of things that can be done. A lot of people are choosing to do those things, too, and that's a beautiful... I, I love this. I, keep, I know I keep saying I'm that. I'm having a hard time finding people who but, aren't helping in some one way or another. That's the beautiful thing about all of this. Truly, just what he just said. Yeah. It I mean, really is. It, uh, the only people I seem to run into or talk to, and, you know, okay, granted, my scope is a little narrow, but the only <laughs> the, the only people I've run into and talked to uh, are either people who needed help or people who were giving it in some way or another. And then every once in a while, I'll get a call from the outside world. How can I help? What can I do? Where do I go? Yeah. Like the the students from the high school, Sacristy High School, went out during the, their time off and filled sandbags. That's uh, yeah. I, I noticed a lot of people were doing that. Uh, but it's it, they have the time off and they're out there doing it. I mean, they everybody took part. I mean, most everybody did. It was just um, they just came together and kept it going. Sandbag thing. The sandbag now, thing. Now there's people. Now there's a guy out there who posted today, and I shared his post. He's going to drive around in his truck and pick them up for people. Just put them out by the road, and I'll pick them up for you. And I'll take them somewhere else where they might be needed. And the company, uh, I don't know what I should. Uh, the company that stepped up and said it's not us from Florida and come up with. Oh, that was supplies. beautiful. Oh no, let's name them. Eli. Eli, Eli Truck and Towing. Eli Truck. Eli towing. Truck and Towing in Florida. And I felt bad for those people, too, I did because too. when I first saw the story about the Sandman, and let's just stick with calling him the yeah. Sandman, because if you say him, if you call him by name, that's showing respect, and he doesn't deserve that. Um, when the Sandman did what he did, I, like a lot of people, shared the story, because part of the awesomeness of this community is that 
I knew this community would not tolerate this guy. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I felt, you know, I don't usually share stuff, sensational stories and stuff like that. Again, that's usually the kind of thing I stay away from. But I felt like I had to share this story. So I tried to tag him in it. And when I typed in Eli Truck and Towing, I got the same thing, the people from Florida. But I took a minute to look, and I'm like, no, Ooh, I got to change That's not that. I don't want to. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I understand how and why they got mistaken. And they got a lot of real nasty emails, and they turned around and said it wasn't us, and then sent us a truckload of supplies because they truly are good people. Um, See, yeah, and this stretches even outside of Myrtle Beach. These guys from Florida are just. Oh, you just brought me on to a whole new. A whole other group of things that I haven't mentioned that happened Perfect. at the beginning what time of the we week. Know, We're still all right. I'm Good. keeping an eye. Good. First of all, you want to talk about help that's come from outside? Eli's Truck and Towing of Florida, just the beginning. Let's talk about my friend Jeff Blout, who runs the International Culinary Institute over at Ari Georgetown Tech. Okay? Back a few years ago when uh, that big old hurricane hit New Orleans. Yeah. Katrina. Jeff um, put together food and care packages and boxes and shipped a whole bunch of stuff down to Katrina victims down in New Orleans. Yeah. And he did it through culinary channels down there. So leading up to to uh, Fran, uh, to uh, Florence, uh, he was posting about what he was doing and what the Culinary Institute was doing. And one of the people who he had helped in Florida in the culinary business down there saw one of his Facebook posts. Florida or Louisiana? I thought I said New Orleans, but... Go ahead. Whatever. Um, we all know Katrina hit New Orleans and not Florida, so... But um, at any rate, they um, they decided that they saw his video, and yeah. they put together... 1,200 pounds of food in boxes, put it on a private plane, and flew it up to Myrtle Beach Airport, where a bunch of people in the culinary world around here, including uh, uh, Jeff and our friends Bob and Dog Brantley, and we went along for the ride, and we all went to the airport and unloaded this stuff from this private plane into a truck, which then took it out to or Georgetown Tech on 501 so that first responders could be fed and the military people who were here helping out could be fed. Because while everybody else is feeding the people who are displaced, somebody else stepped up to feed the people who are helping the people who need help. That's how far it went out. So we got Florida, we got New Orleans. Uh, The warehouse over on Northgate got a package, got a UPS shipment. From I can't even remember where was it Pennsylvania or something I, or Ohio or they I got don't a, know. they got just boxes and boxes of stuff of uh, brand new stuff delivered UPS another box truck from up north I think this one was from Pennsylvania mm-hmm. showed up mm-hmm. uh, like a U-Haul truck opened it up oh, and just unloaded a bunch of stuff yeah we just drove down from PA there's stuff coming in from all over the place now. I remember Katrina being covered, and I remember Harvey in Houston being covered. And Puerto there, Rico. Yeah, exactly. Puerto Rico. And I, all absolutely. of them deserved every bit of coverage they got. Absolutely. But so did we. 
100%. And we did, I, I, and I, of course, I don't, like you, I don't watch the mainstream news at all, so I'm not really sure what they're talking about right now, but I don't think that they're... Well, it's not here, I can tell you I, They're yeah. talking about the Supreme Court. They're talking and about Brett Kavanaugh. And they're talking about our president texting us in the middle of a... Yeah, and, and, and he didn't. I mean, all it said was, this is yeah, a, a an alert. I've I mean, never seen a presidential alert. Though. I don't know. I, I, I kind of thought he was might ask me how I was feeling today. <laughs> he's like, like, are we good? Did we get it? We're, we're he hit good. the button. He hit the button, and he's like, we're good. Did we get it? <laughs> no, it was a test, right? It was a test. Fake emergency. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, this Sorry. is going to be the greatest test you've ever seen. <laughs> It's gonna be a, it's gonna be huge. Every cell phone's gonna have it. Take my hands okay. for example. <laughs> what? Uh, All right. So we're getting a little too. I don't want to. I don't want to side myself. I'm, I do really good, by the way, in this podcast by n- never, never picking a side. I don't think. I think we just spun. No, no, we didn't pick any side. No, and I, I Look, don't think that because there's more than two sides. Theoretically, I didn't say anything incorrect. A test is a fake emergency. Yeah, that is true. Um, oh, how can it be true and fake? See, it was huge. Welcome to America. It was huge. Everybody got it on their phone, so it was huge. Yeah. So we were just being factual, you know, and, and speaking how he would. Yeah. I do that. I can crawl inside somebody's mind and become them for just a second. The the impersonation might not be spot on. But for just a second, I could think like they do. You did okay with the with the hands. <laughs> See, but I, I do. I've done this for a long time. Okay. There was this guy who used to come from Wicked Tuna down to Tito's, and he would he would just, <laughs> he, he did that all the time. We we used to make fun of him. But yeah, I've been doing this a long time, and then then he comes along, and I'm like, dude, that that was mine. <laughs> I had that first. I had that before you had that. But but seriously though, like th- these are the things that they want to talk about. He's a very fine impressionist. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's the best you've ever seen. No, nothing better. Uh, but that's a, this is these are the things that people want to talk about. Hurricane Katrina was a lesson of what not to do during a hurricane. The handling of Hurricane Florence was a shining example of what was learned. Thank Smitty you. just said that. Thank you, Smitty. Hi, Smitty. Um, yeah, I've been running that with the hashtag. I, I come up with these hashtags that nobody else wants to use because they're too long to type. Um, but, like, I've been, coming, I've been putting a hashtag on all the stuff I've been sharing that says, Hey, America, this is how it's done. Absolutely. And and I wonder if maybe with this Steve Hartman story that maybe we will begin to see a little bit more coverage. Like, and, I, and I, I'm very stoked that we, that you, personally, and you you can you can blame, you can say because you got all the people that tweeted and shared on Facebook. I didn't you watch told me, the damn thing thirty five thousand times. But you told me you told me that the way that they found the video was through your email. initial email that you personally sent. To the to their email address for the show. Because so. I woke up tired one morning, went, you know what I'm going to do this morning. <laughs> I mean, it was just that simple. You know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to go to work. I'm going to sit in my office. I'm going to shoot a video, and I'm going to target it towards Steve Hartman, and I'm going to put it out there. And you weren't that low. I didn't really think of it. I had the idea where I have all my semi-brilliant ideas in the shower. Um, but yeah, I said, I'm going to try it. And I came to work and I didn't do a Facebook live. I actually shot the video so that if I, you know, really embarrassed myself, I could go back and do it again. Yeah. But, and then when I finished it, I felt, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it back. I felt good about it. And I just hit 
okay, done. And I hit send. Well, it worked. I couldn't believe it. And you you did this, man. Nah. What happened here is don't let don't let this humble person. Oh my ass. Okay. Let me let me set something straight. I appreciate all the nice things that people say about me. I really do. And as a fellow sufferer of low self-esteem, um, every time somebody says something nice about me, it's really it's touching. It makes me feel really good. But the fact of the matter is, is that I took four minutes out of my day, shot a video, and emailed it. This man flew down here with a cameraman from New York City and has spent two days covering this story, interviewing Jared Hux, taking video, getting pictures from people, interviewing people, talking to people. Okay? Um, Jared Hux is a man who, you know, you and I have had the hero conversation. Yeah. You and I have had the hero conversation. The word hero is overused. Hugely overused. Absolutely. Okay? There are very few people who actually really do qualify for that word. But to me, the word hero is defined of somebody who gives of themselves and sacrifices of themselves with no thought of reward just to help somebody else. And even though it may hurt them in the process, they do it anyway. I shot a video in my office with my cell phone for four minutes. Jared Hux opened a hotel to 300-plus people with dogs, ferrets, turtles, and every other thing you could think of, not to mention a lot. I think at the, at the top it was over 130 kids, okay? I didn't do a whole lot. I just shot my mouth off because that's the only thing I know how to do. Yeah, but, but Jared Hux you did it. But Jared Hux opened his hotel, and my wife went down and volunteered at the hotel every day, and went to the warehouse and volunteered. And when there was leftover food, she ran it to shelters and other places. And John and Peta opened their home to what, like two or three hundred mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And Marnie's been spending every day down at that warehouse, in addition to her normal jobs that she has. And uh, you know, the list just goes on and on and on. It's crazy. The employees at the at the uh, the, the the hotel work in sixteen. 17 hours a day. The stories that nobody hears. Jarrett, you know what he did for his employees Saturday? He said, well, Friday night, he said, well, see you all first thing tomorrow. They all came to work after going home and getting a few hours of sleep or some of them staying right on premises. Yeah. And he woke them up the next morning and set them up outside the office and said, none of you are working today. He put them on a vehicle, sent them all up to the big M, M- casino boat and sent them out for a day of blowing off steam and having fun. Paid for it all through donations and through his own pocket to make sure that his employees got taken care of. And he ran that hotel with his dad that whole day with the capacity uh, with the capacity of rooms filled. I made a video. Okay? Let's keep this I, I, let's keep I, this straight. I have shared a lot of information and I have disseminated a lot of information and I've talked on the air a lot and I've done a lot of encouraging of people yes. and I'm not going to try to take that away from myself. Okay, I've made a lot of people smile, and that makes me smile, and it makes me cry sometimes. But I made a video. If you're going to make a list, you better find a spot way down near the bottom for my name because there are so many people who have done so much more than I could ever do. So let's no. no. I mean, I'm which just, is why this is one of the best humans I know. I'm just a big mouth who is comfortable talking about it. 
Well, you have a you, and I've said several times on Facebook that you have a loud voice, and I don't mean that literally. <laughs> I don't mean that the same way. I don't mean that just. Does. I don't mean that just literally. We both have loud voices, but you have a your voice is very far reaching, and you've utilized every opportunity to make to do the right thing around this whole hurricane situation every every chance you've gotten. And that's all I'm trying to say. You've done a fantastic job. Well, again, I appreciate that. But, again, it's the point of everybody does what they can do. This is what I can do. Gosh. I don't know. This is, who's writing this script? I don't know how to build I love this. I don't know how to build shit. Well, you, I'll tell you one thing that you do know how to build, and that is uh, you have to you, build a community. You know how to build a community well, as long as I don't have crisis. To, as long as I don't have to pick up any tools with sharp edges or, or things that make holes. Uh, you know, no wires, don't no fuse boxes. You know, plumbing. Well, <laughs> you know. whether or not you, whether or not you can do the the things that you've seen other folks around you do, what you do, you do very well. And I, for one, am as a person who speaks into a microphone for a hobby, appreciates how well you do what you do. And well, thank you. And how and how how quick you are to put yourself into a situation to where you 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 realize that that your voice is is fairly far reaching. And I think I, and then that was. I think you wanted to help in the best way that you could, and that was it. It's our home. What else do we have? It's our home. Absolutely. I mean, I didn't come from here. I wasn't born here. What's the word? I'm not a native. That somebody said. Oh, you're a native. Day. No, I'm you're a, a native. No, I'm a local. I was told I'm a local. You're a local, and you you uh, you you will always be a local, and that's awesome. But I'm a native. I'm like okay. Oh, I thought. I thought <laughs> but my response I is. I thought a, you became a native if you stayed here through the hurricane. No, you be. Uh, Isn't that a Billy Wright thing? That was a Billy Wright thing, but somebody else told me. Oh man. No, somebody else told, and I did stay here through the I hurricane. I know you did. There but, has been some a bug in Billy Wright's ear about this podcast, by the way. Yeah, well, are you trying to get him on it? I think that we may do a, a Myrtle Beach Legends episode. Oh, you got to get Billy onto this podcast. But, yeah, uh, this is just, I, I was not born here. I've been here next year. will be 20 years I've been in Myrtle Beach. Um, I have lived in upstate South Carolina, and I have lived in upstate New York. I have, I'm not one of those people that's lived in 100 different places. But... I have never felt more at home anywhere than yeah, here. Yeah, this is, this is I, home. I can't, this is I can't home. imagine living anywhere else. I can't even imagine. I can't fathom it. I, I, I can't understand. I can't think of any good reason, including a fortune in cash, to leave here. Same here. I don't care. I wouldn't go anywhere. I, I, I love this place. I get so irritated when people who live here slam this place. I'm like, do something to make it better. Yes. Then there's right. somebody. Then there's the people like that's it. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm moving to Asheville. I'm moving somewhere what? else. I'm moving they somewhere. Else. Half of them come back. <laughs> they all come back. Half of them come back. But but my my point is is instead of going somewhere where they have what you want, take where you are, which is so awesome in every other way, and put what you want here. Exactly. We keep growing. There is nothing that we don't have that we can't have. That's absolutely true. That's words to live by. You're just one liner after the next, man. 
We should write all these things down. You're embarrassing oh, it's me. There. <laughs> You're embarrassing me. Don't do that. No, man. Uh, I, I, I don't. I don't intend to do that. I really just. I see you are an. You are a very humble person, and you've done a lot for this community, and I don't want that to go unnoticed. Well, thank you. I just. I live here. I gotta have things to do. <laughs> you know. If you don't know what to do. I got it, follow this guy's lead. You know, I'm honest about it. Why do I support the music scene so hard? Because I can't play any instruments. Because if I don't support the music scene, I don't have any bands to go see. Oh, but, <laughs> but as we're as I we're need, learning, I as need, we're learning, I need bands to go see. As <laughs> we're learning, we got uh, three digit numbers of people who are willing to pay to go see a band now in this area. And yes, that's we not, do. That's not. And by the normal. way, the next chance you're going to have to go see an awesome band in the area is October the twelfth. At Bourbon Street, Danger Muffin will be back at Bourbon Street. The four piece, two night, two set night, seven bucks at the door. Pay the fucking cover. Pay the fucking cover. That's two days before my birthday. I'll put you on the list. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, I'm one of those people who is who, who is. Uh, I call it a curse when it's not a curse because I get to play music, but I have to play music on the same nights that everyone else plays music, so I don't get to go see a lot of other artists. Are you but, off that night? I doubt it. So do I. I, mean, <laughs> I doubt it. I, I, I mean, I don't know. We got we got a blue crab festival or a shrimp and jazz festival that weekend. The big thing up in up the Little River. River. We're giving away tickets on the radio. Hey, look at that. Tickets this afternoon, I will give you a chance to win a four-pack of tickets to the Shrimp Fest in Little River. Yeah. And I think I got something else to give away this afternoon, too, although, you know, you never know. You never know. I know we've got we've got all kinds of things coming up. You know, Blues Traveler is going to be in town on the 19th of October. So. Really? Yes. So oh, House Blues, Blues Traveler. One of my earliest memories uh, from a musician standpoint was listening to that on my Walkman Listening to four blues traveler that oh, yeah, that was the album the album and just uh, pretending that I was playing a harmonica at my talent show at school and all my friends were like stoked to, to see it nice. that was uh, first that was musical fantasy blues traveler's fourth album was their blessing and their curse they yeah. that album went through the roof and you couldn't get away from hook and run around to save your life and they were not prepared for that and well it's it, not only that but it, it same thing that happened to spin doctors everybody got burnt and everybody forgot what an awesome band they were everybody forgot what an awesome band they were before that started uh before you know before that album hit so the album hits and it's everywhere, all over Top 40 Radio and everything. And here's this yeah. hippie jam band that was pretty much showing up at all the same clubs as all the other jam bands. But they got lumped in with the Spin Doctors, who also got a raw deal, by the way, because they were a great band, too. Yeah. And they got pop success, and they lo- somehow lost their credibility in the uh, in the other world. And that's too bad, because they're both great bands. Yeah. Well, we'll get to, we'll get to see one of them soon. Yeah. Anyway, I got to anyway, go on the air. I know you have a job to do. I have to. I have to go back to my house and upload this audio and pick and, up my equipment. And by the way, I did, my wife here. This is you, you have no idea. My wife never sits in front of microphones. She never. Scoot in, Lynn, so the good folks she, can she see never, you. She never sits in. Bye. She never sits in front of the <laughs> camera. I don't know of her ever having been interviewed by anybody, with the possible exception of me. So, um, so, so you've got it. You got a scoop. I am so stoked. I got you first on a podcast and and Sweet Lynn. 
This is the first time I've ever been interviewed with my wife. Well, we're going to have to do this every time now. <laughs> our, month, our, our, our monthly pitch session? I don't know. Absolutely. Let's get together and pitch every, every month. And by the way, as we go away, let's remind everybody what the name of this episode is. Take this, it away. This is the... Uh, if you all remember the, the movie Team America, this is the Myrtle Beach Fuck Yeah Talk. Talk. <laughs> so there you go. That's perfect. There you go. Good game. Good, Good game. game. Good game, Lynn. All right. Well, that's all we got for you today, ladies and gentlemen. Peace, bitches.